I'm Maddie. And I'm Ryan. And this is The Mutant Ages, a show where we review every adaptation of the X-Men. And what do we do when we review the shows, Ryan? Tell me what we do. Make them gay. We make them gay. (laughs) We don't make them gay. They're already pretty gay on their own without our help. They make themselves gay. The metaphors are there and also the literal gay X-Men are there. And (laughs) we are there as well, rubbernecking throughout all of it. Well, yeah, I mean, Wolverine's there. We just assume that he's baiting everyone, male and female alike. He's very gay the episode we just watched though. he's been gay in like the last nine episodes we've watched <laughs> he's been gay it's in the last been 62 episodes villains. we've watched i know okay yeah the whole animated series <laughs> back when we were young we experienced a change we felt a power grow in us both wonderful and strange the power to care about the x-men Let's say that we're on season five of yep. X-Men, the animated series. Are we, though? Think about it. Is it season five? Well, what is it the was, air order of this show? No, we even know is because sometime <laughs> between season four and five, they lost all cohesion of deciding Anything. where episodes gonna go where i, I well, you know it's crazy this episode to me does need to go around this time like it definitely needs to be a late season four or a season five episode based on what happens in it like it does actually continue a storyline from previous times well technically X-Men. if you look at season five and disney plus those episodes that were going to be season five were like literally five episodes with the yeah. animation change and then they shuffled things around Probably right. because they couldn't do a season that was five episodes. Right. Because I think Disney Plus, and we've said it before, but we think Disney Plus is doing its damnedest to put the episodes in an order that makes some kind of sense so that anybody who wants to go back and rewatch all of X-Men, the animated series, doesn't do what we're doing, which is watching, which is them, watching in them by the order, air date. Because the air dates don't really make sense. And a lot of these things aired out of order because the animations took longer because they worked with multiple animation yeah. studios and so on and so forth. And there were production issues. So that's This fine. is one of them. This, this is, is one of these. This is one of the out of order, out of sequence apps where it it kind of is a standalone episode, but it's also kind of not. Well, it's connected it's, to a couple other episodes. So I guess yeah. we should go ahead and say previously on the X-Men. Da-da-da. So first of all, <laughs> our favorite place, <laughs> Germany, where it's all Renaissance castles and ch- chalets, right? We don't get to see Germany in this episode, no, but don't. it is important for us to revisit it spiritually, psychologically. Yeah. <laughs> Because who lives there? Who lives in Germany? Well, Nightcrawler lives up in the yes, castle. Yes, he does. And it, well, he lives in a church that's designed like a, a gothic castle. Yeah. Right, and everybody is dressed like it is actually the Renaissance period there. But anyway, so <laughs> up above on top of the hilltop was like a 90s modern age ski loft. I really thought loft. you were going to start singing like the sound of music there. Like, no, I thought you were going to sing. with a lonely <laughs> <laughs> I was actually going to be like, like, what is 
he's Nightcrawler's in the top of the tower, like, you know, Rapunzel, and he's letting down oh, his tail. Okay, okay. Anyway, so up on the top of the ski mountain, there is this ski resort at which Rogue Gambit and Wolverine were skiing ski, at. Crash ski well, land. Really into creating the avalanches and rolling down the hills into the monastery where they met Nightcrawler, helped Nightcrawler because everyone thought that he was a demon. Yeah. And they were burned down the brick church somehow. And, uh, and Nightcrawler saved them all, and he was like, yeah. Hey, it's totally fine that you guys burned down my right. monastery. Don't worry about it. We're all friends. And then Donka. he and Logan had like weird religious sex in a church while Logan read a Bible and cried about it. And that happened too at the uh, end of like the episode. Yeah, Logan cried about the Bible onto Nightcrawler's dick. But you know what? That's just what brings them together. Right. I don't I don't understand uh, yeah, it. But yeah, God brings everybody together. Okay. Also, <laughs> I want to point out that this version of Nightcrawler is incredibly religious i think so so, religious well somebody had written into us and i actually agree with them i forget who it was because it was so long ago at this point yeah but they had written about how this religious aspect about nightcrawler was such a small portion of who he was in the comic books which Mm -hmm. is true i mean more of his his demeanor and personality comes from the fact that he was a circus performer and has always been performing. Like he is more of an actor. Like that is his whole deal. Right. And he's like a goofball and he flips around. Yeah. Right. And for a little while he kind of goes back to his roots and like finds happiness in God, but it's in a, for a while he tries to become a priest, but it's never like as intense as this show makes it on the nineties where it's like full on. Yeah. embrace then, the entire holy bible it's it's actually a lot to even put on like public television for I, a kids yeah, cartoon there's a lot of moments in this episode once again like the other previous nightcrawler app literally ended with logan reading the bible and crying and this episode Which is ends weird. with like nightcrawler proselytizing to jubilee in ways that i was just like this is a lot for a kids show like this is well, really i know although so there's much. a lot of moments in here specifically where jubilee is like this religious stuff is a little much nightcrawler yeah, which i found I interesting and funny okay another that. important thing that we need to talk about is another previously on the x-men is yes. in which a couple episodes one we met mystique and she kidnapped rogue and they had no relation to each other just because i think they hadn't they hadn't to decided do that. to include I, that yet yeah i, I guess know. not and then later on rogue <laughs> when she starts seeing carol danvers again is being chased around by mystique and we discover that mystique had adopted her when she was a kid and right. rogue ran with the brotherhood mm-hmm. until eventually she couldn't control carol danvers after she touched her so yes she sought the help from charles xavier and she became one of the x-men yeah so that's all important to know. And one other thing is that <laughs> in all of season two, we met Graydon Creed, who we knew was Mystique and Sabretooth's son. Actually, did they specify it was Mystique's? Um, I don't think they did. I don't think they did either. I think we learned that in this episode. And we only learned in, I believe, the second episode about the Friends of Humanity and Graydon Creed that he is related yeah. to Sabretooth. I feel like they introduced Graydon Creed at first as just a straightforward anti-mutant bigot. The Friends of Humanity are kind of like the KKK or like some other type of underground bigoted group. They wear masks. They're Sometimes they wear berets. Like in the past, they've just worn these green berets and they've been kind of like an underground militia. In this episode, they wear masks a lot and it's 
much more like the KKK, but they're it's clearly very drawing, much the KKK. Yeah, they're clearly drawing on a lot of like real life uh, hate groups in order to come up with the design for the Friends of right. Humanity and make them super scary, which is pretty effective here. I mean, this is another episode where I was like, this is a kid's show. I don't know if I buy it, but okay. Uh, <laughs> I know. I guess we're really introducing kids to some real shit. Why not? Well, I may as well <laughs> let them know how the real world works pretty early and let them know that this shit's not okay and to act like that actually is villainous. Yeah. The final point I'll say on that is Sabretooth is kind of what brings the downfall of Grady Creed who ran this like KKK like group, the yeah. Friends of Humanity. And at some point they utilize a hologram of Sabretooth for a great increase to scream no he's not actually my father and he breaks down the friends of humanity you're like okay this guy like has some serious issues and we shouldn't yeah. trust him and so that is his fall from the friends of humanity yeah we learn what happened between that episode and this one which is pretty interesting that they actually bother to follow up with Graydon Creed and be like what was that guy doing and what's his oh, deal yeah. I know I agree oh, and also in that the I think it was a two-parter right that Jubilee was kidnapped by the Friends of Humanity and yes. they were gonna like kill her on stage with the Friends of Humanity watching cheering it on yeah, do you remember that? Yeah that was also the episode where Logan had to pretend to be one of the Friends of Humanity right. so he like was in character as like a redneck guy who like went yes. in and was like yeah I fucking hate mutants and was like really hamming it up I that mean was, that was like a dark Dark episode. It was really dark once again, but it was another episode we liked, if I recall correctly. Yeah. And this episode is going to take sort of the silliness of the Nightcrawler episode and splice it with the darkness of this. This is an episode that I told you, Maddie, specifically, that I was like, I loved this episode as a kid. I, I don't know why. What do you think now? <laughs> Honestly, still fantastic. Really terrifying dark shit, but yep. I think one of the best written episodes of X Men the Animated Series. To be completely honest with you, yeah, I really they enjoyed are killing this. it. Like these past few episodes, we've really had a good time. The Omega Red Up was a dud, but pretty much everything else, I've really been enjoying. So right, I, we've and been I don't on know a good if I'm, lately. I don't know if this is how you pronounce his last name, but the name of the person who wrote this episode is Len Yuli or Ali. It's L-E-N-U-H-L-E-Y. He also wrote the cold comfort episode that was Iceman breaking it and killing people. Cool. And then he also wrote the other <laughs> Nightcrawler episode, but he wrote an episode for Wolverine and the X-Men and a shitload of other cartoons on episodes I actually generally enjoy. Like he's written for Darkwing Duck, for example. Cool. So, I mean, I just, I recommend this. He is a writer worth following, basically. Yeah, with that's that, cool. Let's get this episode started because that was like one hell of a recap that I did not <laughs> intend to go off for 10 minutes. And this is just how it is. And I'm sorry, Maddie. <laughs> It is just how it is. So this episode starts out dark and it is with a news broadcast with a female. This is anchor. really fucking dark. I know. I just strap in again, guys. Like this is going to be an episode about kids dying again. Like I no, don't this even is going to be like you. blow like, by blow trigger warning, basically. Pretty I mean, much. Like, like it's just like, hey, remember how bigotry exists? Anyway, well, here's I mean, this, this is also a very real take on what bigotry was like in the late '80s, early '90s, but because it's there so, were a lot of hate reminds groups. Reminds me now of hate groups now I, whatever anyway so here's what the female news anchor says she says the sudden she resurgence goes, hey. <laughs> she goes hey everybody the sudden resurgence in anti-mutant activity continued today across the state police were again brought in to escort mutant students to class any show of sympathy for the mutants is risky as this amateur video shows and then they cut to this video of a store that has a mutants welcome sign in the window and then the store gets blown up so that's about as bad as it gets. So oh. that's apparently the level of anti-mutant violence that we're at. Well, in the okay, world. but like, I, I, it's really kind of a stretch because it goes from this girl needs to be protected by the police going to class because people are throwing garbage at her 
to People this dying. is a yeah i know it was like cuts from that to like here's a store full of mutants now they're all dead and it's yeah. like holy shit jesus like what yeah. a jump i know i know and it moves really quickly and then the the newscaster continues meanwhile anti-mutant spokesman graden creed was brought in from seclusion to testify before congress and then we see that happening and graden creed says to congress while i deny any involvement in these actions patriotic human beings everywhere support vigilant efforts to remove the mutant blood which like i don't even know what to say about this like it's just literally a thing a neo-nazi would say in real life where they would be like yeah i'm not involved with whatever hate crime just happened but the people who did it i support them basically like that's Uh, yeah that's literally what people say and then in the background there's this crowd screaming no more mutants and there's a judge who happens to be a black woman telling mr creed to stop with the this is fucked up too yeah she goes or i'll hold you in contempt of court and graden just goes the feeling is mutual madam which like how's like, he getting away with saying that but whatever fine I I, like he turns around to a black woman and says that it's like, like jesus I have contempt for you too like okay dude so thanks a lot. he really is like the epitome of like white straight male is the only human being that should be allowed to exist like you know he's one of those people yeah pretty much and they really remind us exactly who that guy is okay yeah because immediately after yelling at the black lady he turns it just cuts to straight up like the kkk yeah and the episode is not gonna stop there so we're at the friends of humanity meeting they're all wearing hoods to disguise their faces and there's this new leader we never find out the names of any of these guys by the way they're all wearing hoods the entire episode and they aren't they aren't introduced so that's just how that is and the new leader is like this meeting of friends of humanity's called to order first let us warmly welcome back our founder Graydon creed they're not going to welcome him warmly by the no, way they're really not <laughs> by the Graydon creed's voice is ridiculous he talks like this half the time i'm yeah. like okay calm down <laughs> so Graydon creed is like hey i'm back i'm ready to be commander again and all the other friends of humanity guys immediately turn on him and they're like you've been drilling in a tin cup for a year and you nearly destroyed us and so that was when i realized like oh he got committed to a mental institution apparently in the intervening time is like, that what happened i, I didn't even so. understand that but that makes more sense than what i was expecting that or he was in jail no because the council leader continues to say you lied about your mutant heritage you brought the stain of saber tooth in our lives and then Graydon's response is every night in the hospital i'd lie in bed i'd see his face in the darkness and i was like oh he was in a hospital so oh. like between the previous episode and now he because just he like, wasn't injured right i don't remember i don't remember him being injured i remember him flying you know you're right because he went crazy at the end of that yeah well he found out that saber tooth was his dad and he totally lost it but well, no he nerdy he's knew definitely it's like now he's completely mentally healthy now. i know because then grading's like i will do anything anything to take over the friends of humanity anything if you want to suck your dick i will or just like please let me on it was like okay this <laughs> yeah. is calm down although the leader also tells him that he, there are more mutants that he's related to and we don't right. know what that means yet but that's sort of the foreshadowing for what this episode is going to be out is, is about is that Sabretooth is not the only mutant in graden creed's family tree so then right. we do a crossfade to a jack-o'-lantern because apparently it's Halloween and a bunch right. of trick-or-treaters run up to the X-Mansion. Which I had questions about that, by the way. First yeah. of all, isn't the X-Mansion in like, <laughs> like the guarded. middle of the woods? Yeah. Right. And also, did they deactivate the defense systems to let these children run down the giant road that they call a driveway? Also, I, you like, know, Logan is really mad later about answering the door and it's like, you could just not answer it, You dude. could also just let Jubilee or Rogue do this because both of them are willing currently. And yeah. You are not. 
I think Lo- I think this is yet another holiday that Logan pretends he's not into, but actually is into. <laughs> okay, listen, well, like, so Logan I is me. This. I'm not going to do it, but I am going to wear a costume. Yeah, remember during like any holiday when I was a teenager, I was like, I'm too goth for holidays. But then I'd show up and be like, here's a million Christmas gifts and let's <laughs> sing Christmas songs and let's do Valentine's Day dinner together. But I'm goth. Like, that's Logan. <laughs> that is Logan. By the way, Logan opens the door wearing a face mask of Beast. <laughs> Which is like really, uh, first of all, at this point, we've just assumed that they've been dating this whole past season. So it's really funny they would have a mask of his boyfriend that he would then use to scare people. And then seconds later, bitch about how kids are afraid of mutants. And I was like, then why did you put on the mask? (laughs) I don't know. It it really sums up Logan's own self-hatred, though, in a certain way. Like, I actually felt like it all fit together as contradictory as it is. Because it's like, Logan scares the children with the mask of Beast. They run away. Jubilee walks up to him and she's like, Beast won't appreciate you using his face to give them nightmares. And Logan's like, isn't that what Halloween's all about? And Jubilee's like, no, it's about candy. I know. (laughs) And then Logan does this little monologue where he's like, every year it's the same bunch of brats run around just like monsters and mutants everybody says how cute the next day they get to go back to normal where do we go it's like Logan, why were you wearing a mask though i because he actually enjoys uh, halloween to some degree i don't know wolverine just wants to be melodramatic in the Uh, corner he does and he hates himself but he also like wants to be hated at the same i get it i mean like we've all been there you know yeah we all have and after that monologue i just wrote a line for jubilee that says jubilee says please go Go upstairs and drink a beer. And Logan like, is really. like, no wonder everybody else got smart and took the night off. And it's like, Logan, you could have taken the night off. Like, why did okay, you? Also, let's be real. All the X-Men are out partying on Halloween night because it, it's, it's going to be like that episode. It's that episode of Gargoyles when like, you know, Elisa can bring Goliath into the streets while everybody's out because they just assume he's wearing a costume. Yeah, it's like, a one Beast night that they is probably, probably be- out with his blind girlfriend or whatever, like doing Beauty and the Beast cosplay with her. I mean, exactly. I That's what I I would do that because remember Halloween for us? That was the time for us just go outside and be weirdos and everyone's like oh that's just normal it's halloween and we're like yeah Yay, we could be accepted for one day so that yeah you're right honestly it's just- like a really common queer experience too to like have halloween finally be the place where you can try on a different identity like that is something that's super common and it's like safer to try that stuff then <laughs> you know back in the, this has reminded me of a conversation i had with my my good friend who i actually worked with at multiple jobs and she uh, her name's Kate. She's wonderful, and I've known her for most of my life. We were working together, and I said something about Halloween. She just turns and looks at me. She goes, what's with gay men in Halloween? <laughs> I was like, and I think you just unpacked it, but at the time, I was like, we get to wear costumes, you know? <laughs> I mean, that is pretty much the reason. But yeah, I mean, yeah. so um, then there's a thunderclap outside, and they answer the door, and who is it but Nightcrawler? It's Nightcrawler. And so Nightcrawler tells them, he kind of tells them everything out of order. Like, it takes him a really long time to explain what's really so going on. I thought so, too, because I wrote it down and then deleted what I was writing, like, three or four times to write it into a constructive sentence that made sense. Yeah, this is actually the only scene in the episode where I was like, this was written poorly. I really did feel like the episode was written well. It's just this one scene that I was like, well, they but should also, not like, have explained was it, it that Is way. it this scene so much as it this just Nightcrawler being, like, fucking weird about I mean, all this? maybe. I guess you could argue that the reason and he's being weird is because the letter that he's received is a letter which it turns out to be from his mother or somebody claiming to be his biological mother and at first logan misunderstands that and he thinks it's um nightcrawler's adoptive parents at the circus but it's not it's like his actual biological mother but he doesn't know who that is right and then he's like 
questions that too. He's like, are you sure? And Nightcrawler's like, it has to be because she has the same handwriting as the letter that was left with me. And I was like, right. That's but not really good enough reason, but it's okay. It's not because like, what? That How you have so few handwriting <laughs> samples from this person, but you're willing to also, go on this? when was there a letter left with him? Because later it turns out he was in the water when he was like abandoned. So well, where? I don't know if she left him there. We can talk about that scene when we get to it, but. I don't think that's what that scene was. You know supposed what? I think mean. you're right. I think it was her contemplating what yes, she was going yeah. to do. Okay, but we'll talk about that it. later. So, like for the moment, um, Nightcrawler's got this letter from his mother, and it's a pretty scary letter because it turns out his mother has been kidnapped and she's being held hostage and she's going to die if Nightcrawler doesn't come and save her. So luckily Nightcrawler did the right thing here by going to the X-Men because like he probably couldn't do this on his own. Although he does say he wants to immediately after this. So like, I don't know. So um, in the background, Rogue and Jubilee are also there for all of this. And um, Nightcrawler sort of concludes by being like, I don't know what to do. I'm overwhelmed. You X-Men are experienced with such things. And Rogue's like, you've come to the right place, honey. And Jubilee's like, yeah, we've tangled with every jerk around. And Logan is like, who'd have his pants in a twist over a blue faced monk? And Kurt is like, I don't know, but I have to save my mom. And then he says he wants to go alone. And Logan is like, oh, you'll look alone, but you won't be alone. And then he like pulls Kurt in for a hug and he's like, let's get going. And it's the gayest shit I've ever seen in my uh, life. Yeah, I thought that they were going to quickly go upstairs and fuck, you know, <laughs> he really looks like he's going to pull him in for a kiss there. It's pretty cute. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of shots like this where their faces get really close to each other, but it's like, a but side it's like view. a manly friendship. So then Jubilee says, <laughs> is that I- how manly friendships work? Does <laughs> you get your lips as close to each other as possible? I think so. And you say you won't be alone to, each other as you look deep into each other's eyes well no wonder i'm so fucking confused when i some guys are like no but i'm straight and i'm like then why are your lips so fucking close no i'm just kidding anybody (laughs) actually straight and so then jubilee says i just realized kurt looks a lot like beast and that made me laugh really hard because i thought she was saying that logan has a type and i was like that's really fucking funny but then her next line her next line is i wonder if they're related which is only to set up the unexpected joke from rogue where she says girl that's about as likely as nightcrawler and me being kin which of course she doesn't know that they kind of are adoptive kin and she will find that out in this episode right and so the blackbird takes off and jubilee gets out of her seat like x2 (laughs) style when storm goes to talk to nightcrawler i was i wondered if they pull from this scene totally did like this whole episode i was like it's so fucking obvious but brian singer and simon kimberg watched this show every single thing in this like it feels like they ripped all the characterization of nightcrawler from the nightcrawler episodes of this show like it's a one-to-one except i i really don't understand this because a lot of these scenes are with jubilee but then brian singer would write them into like random other or whoever yeah it's just like like they they went to the x-men the animated series in order to well, use it as a point of reference to X-Men. to age Rogue down and have Rogue be the Jubilee character, basically. But my point being is that they keep on repeating these scenes from X-Men the Animated Series. They're like, we did our research, and we're also like, but you didn't do it very well, and you made like 12 films all wrong. <laughs> well, if you only watch this show and you don't read the comics, then this is the result you get. I mean, you <laughs> yeah, get a I mean, couple that, movies that, is what that are like pretty good, but then after that, you're kind of like, well, <laughs> we're out of animated series episodes, so now what do we do? <laughs> oh my god. Well, so anyway, it's that scene at an X-Men 2, except it was, it's with Jubilee and Nightcrawler, yes. and it is a pretty heavy scene, it honestly. Is. I I wrote it down, but 
it just gets so intense. So like, well, <laughs> so basically, Jubilee is like. Rogue says you've had some really deep things going on for Wolverine, which I translated like or like you guys you know, hooked to, up, right? Yeah, yeah, like like she was or what did she say? It was like Rogue said you two had like a deep connection in Germany or something like that. And I was yeah. like, okay, so they fucked. And then Nightcrawler falls <laughs> up by blatantly admitting that because it's yeah, like goes, our time together meant a lot to the both of us. Yeah. And I was like, okay, <laughs> they were clearly sleeping together. That's fantastic. Yeah. But anyway, so Jubilee's like, there's something I need to ask you. I don't know who my parents really are either. All the foster parents who had me would just put me to another home when they got sick of me mm-hmm. i never really felt like i belonged anywhere and nightcrawler's all like we all feel like that sometimes friends can be a help but in our times of loneliness we have to remember that god is going to embrace us <laughs> he actually goes on longer than that I but I, that's all i read for because i was like i don't need to repeat you the entire holy to, bible to jubilee continues on right. and on jubilee's like that sounds nice but what if this is your mom what will you say i mean she dumped you when you were a baby aren't you mad and like as the voice actors delivering the line she gets really mad which i thought was interesting yeah, she gets really upset because it's like her getting mad about her it's own Allison court situation in life and like how many parents dumped her and like gave her up in her foster homes and stuff. And so Kurt is like, I suppose I am, but every day I pray for God to forgive my sins and blah, blah, blah. I mean, he just goes on and on. (laughs) It goes on forever. I wrote it as Nightcrawler says, yes, but I've made peace with that because I'm giving God a blowjob. So (laughs) Jubilee is eventually like, I don't don't think think I I could do do that. that. This religious stuff is really intense. Like, which I was on Jubilee's side for that one. I was like, this is a little much for me kurt sorry so yeah, I, I mean i really don't want anybody preaching their religion to me like i know i talk about zen universal bounds all the time but i'm also like find your own path go for it yeah <laughs> like, although to be fair jubilee did go up to kurt and be like so what was the stuff you said to logan and kurt was like oh i told him how great god was and jubilee's like well that's not gonna work for me but uh we tried it <laughs> I actually respect that Jimmy's <laughs> yeah, like, like I'm not subscribing to religion, thank you. But thanks for the talk. Good talk. <laughs> <laughs> Jubilee's kinda like be like, can we relate on being orphans? Yeah. And then I cry yes. like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So then the X-Jet lands and they get out and they're at a warehouse. The Friends of Humanity have holed up there. And so Logan is like, this is looking too easy. I smell a rat. Basically, he thinks they're walking into a trap, which of course they are, but it's the X-Men. They'll figure it out. And so then Kurt regrets bringing them and Rogue is like, now look, Preacher, you risked your hide for us at the monastery. We can't just sit around. And then Logan's like, have a little faith, pal. And Kurt is like, okay. (laughs) And then they all go (laughs) off in there. And the way they set this up is that Jubilee goes and knocks on the door and says trick or treat to the friends of humanity which is pretty great and the guy is like we have no candy go away and she's like I guess it's trick and then Kurt bamfs into the frame and he punches the guy I actually love this whole sequence because it's very comic booky and it's very well written where it's just like trick or treat we don't have any candy well I choose trick and that's when like Nightcrawler like does the punch and he also says like what does he say doesn't he say like Gutentag or something yeah so i don't know i didn't write it down yeah, yeah he says guten tag he goes guten tag it just knocks this dude out <laughs> yeah but anyway so then logan walks out and he's like i thought we were done with the friends of humanity and nightcrawler's like who because <laughs> it's like i don't know nightcrawler's been living under a rock so yeah i mean he doesn't live in america so it makes sense that he wouldn't be familiar with like a i guess that's true group that's in america and you know so, i always forget that that was like very restricted to one country not across the globe well i mean there were nazis in germany so i guess kurt should do a little research <laughs> i mean yeah do any kind of history lesson but the friends of humanity he's not familiar with the k i guess it's like the equivalent of the kkk which is like a very that's, a, that's what i was gonna say it's more like 
that group. Right. Yeah. So Jubilee is like, they're the worst of the worst. They live to get yes. rid of mutants. Man, I hope they don't have your mom. And I was like, Jubilee, what do you think you're doing there? Of course they have his mom. Like, that's I know. Well, I think she's hopeful thinking me like, yeah, but the, that line was actually, I think, because she was kidnapped by the Friends of Humanity. Right. And she's like, I really hope they don't have your mom. And because she remembers the torture she had to endure. So she doesn't want to imagine like Nightcrawler's mother going through that. So yeah. that's what that line actually is. Although she might feel differently if she knew who Nightcrawler's mother was. Who's to say? Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean has Jubilee ever actually met Mystique? I don't think she I has. I don't know. Maybe she's just heard about her. I, I, I don't mean, know. like Jubilee wasn't allowed on missions for the first three yeah, seasons. Yeah, but you think so... she wasn't snooping around in the computers and everything? It's <laughs> she's Jubilee. bored. That's true. <laughs> she knows everything. So... Rogue says, how did we miss this place? It's almost as big as our main headquarters. And Nightcrawler's all like, if anything to happen to me, I want you to thank you for all the sex, Logan. And Logan's like, don't thank me yet because we're going to fuck again later. It's like, <laughs> what? That's That was this, this shot, by the way, where their faces were I like know. so close that I was like, this is romantic at this point. It's very romantic. It's it. What he actually says there is that he owes Kurt his life. And so right. that's why he's doing this. Also, right, they're right. fucking. But it's, it's, they're fucking. But the next <laughs> shot we get is also very cool because it's from the other side of a dark yeah. door. And all you see is like Wolverine's claws come through the center of the pitch black and, like, as he open it. opens the doors. It's, cool. it's a really great shot i, I actually want to make a cool gif too. of it yeah <laughs> and then jubilee like ducks in under his shoulder and she's like whoa look at this stuff it's just like a cool couple of frames and yeah so they're checking out all the crap that the friends of humanity have bought it's like a warehouse full of weapons and yeah. shit and so then they call rogue on logan's communicator which they're using watches now i feel like they used to have little buttons that they wore and i don't know when they switched to watches but it's a wristwatch communicator yeah just like gino and so so logan asks how things are going and rogue says it's quiet as a church on saturday night oh sorry nightcrawler it's <laughs> <was> like okay it's <laughs> just like okay and <laughs> Logan is like, find your mother and get moving. And Kurt is like, shouldn't we help them? And Rogue is like, they can take care of themselves, which I thought was going to be foreshadowing. It's not. (laughs) No. They overhear a voice somewhere. Somebody saying, help me. And Kurt thinks it's his mom. And he runs to the door and she's like, Kurt, hurry, son. And then Rogue is like, hold on. I know that voice. But Kurt goes ahead and bamps inside the room and knocks down the door into it. Well, no, he bamps up. But Rogue hits. Like, as soon as he teleports, Rogue just punches the door. Oh, is that how it opens? Yes. That makes like, more he sense. Bamps, he just bamps out of there. Rogue's like, wait. And then we just see Rogue punching down the door instantly because she's already not ready for any of the shit that's about to go down. Like, as soon as she recognizes, as Mystique's toy. She's like, oh, fuck no. Yeah. Like, that is that is Rogue's immediate response. And so Kurt is like, mother, and Rogue goes, Mystique? And then Mystique goes, Rogue! And then the door slams shut behind them. So now they're locked in. Even though they just knocked down the door, there's just another door that there's locks them in there. There's another second door. Secondary door. <laughs> secondary door. Um, and then Rogue is like, I don't know what tricks you're playing, but nobody's touching Nightcrawler. And Mystique goes, what are you doing here? You'll ruin everything. They just want your brother. And then Kurt and rogue scream brother Brother! and then there's a commercial break (laughs) but then instantly after that rogue just goes we're "We're leaving leaving. (laughs) like 
I love her so much. She's just like, I'm no, done. No, I, all of this is too stupid. We need to get out of here. <laughs> and Kurt is like, Rogue, please, I must know. And then he turns to Mystique and he's like, have you told us the truth about being our mother? And Mystique is like, dear little Kurt, I always wondered how you'd turn out. If you must know, I adopted Rogue when she was a young child. But before that, I bore two children. One of them was you. And then we get a camera pan up to a control room where Graydon is, is in a yeah. up there and he g- announced over the loudspeaker and the other I am sickened to admit was me <laughs> and then Rogue's like Graydon Creed it's just like Rogue suddenly having to deal with this except that like she's like oh I have a huge crazy family it turns out yeah. that now I have to deal with immediately yeah. but like <laughs> typical Rogue just having to deal with other people's bullshit yeah she really does have to in this app and Graydon's like yes it was bad enough to find out Sabretooth is my father but then to learn that these freaks are what's left of my family it was enough to drive me mad and Kurt and Necro just is like you are my brother yeah <laughs> it's like and Graydon okay. is like don't ever call me brother once I'm rid of you all I will truly be cleansed free of your curse which is it's fucked, fucked up, up but it's also like sort of semi-religious language which i thought was an interesting choice given that kurt is also very religious but like a progressive character like clearly kurt's interpretation of his religion is like to love others and like he's clearly just going with that interpretation whereas Graydon is like calls him a demon after in the line after this one and is like i'm gonna kill you like you're a demon who needs to be killed and expunged from this earth so it's just like interesting to see those two different sides cast against each other in this app and i i think it is intentional i actually think that's really good too i didn't really think about it that way so thank you for sharing that you're welcome <laughs> i thought of more of him just being like i Evil reject my family yeah. well yeah but like i reject my family who are all mutants right? and it's hard it's really i tried doing the queer coding on that and it doesn't quite work because it's like I mean, as much as I want it to be like everybody's gay in a family, it's not likely. It doesn't quite work for this. Um, Yeah. But it doesn't really work for any of the other analogies that we could do. No, and I couldn't quite figure it out. And I think you nailed it with by making it a religious thing. Yeah, I think that's part of it. I, I also think there's like, I mean, maybe you could say like, oh, there's this one white passing person who like becomes racist and like wants to deny their heritage. Like you could certainly go there with it. But I think Graydon Creed is sort of a unique character in some ways that like shows you how anti-mutant bigotry can work because the gene is sort of random, at least in this universe. Yeah. And like just so happens that Graydon Creed is a human and it, he happens to be a bigoted person, but he has to then deal with that hatred directly because he learns that his family members are all mutants and that like it skipped a generation for him or at least skipped his his genetics but like he's just decided to continue to be a hateful person and sometimes that does happen in real life with gay people too like sometimes parents still decide they love their kid even if they were bigoted originally and they like find out their kid is gay and they're like okay like that's okay but like this is sort of like the terrifying opposite of that where like it's a it's a kid and his parent, but it's like still he's decided to continue to be a bigot and to like actually try to kill his family members because he refuses to let it go. And that's really scary and sad. It is really scary and sad. And like the closest I could think about that would match this is like grading creed being this way is almost the reverse situation of when you have a parent or a family who directs somebody in their family for 
being some way whether you know they're gay or trans or they follow some specific belief they'll reject that one family member but it's usually not the other way around where the child is then rejecting the rest of his family so it's kind of like a reverse psychological situation in that way i feel like it probably does happen though where like a child it does. i'm grows sure it does up, like, yeah. like a child maybe grows up in a family that's like quite progressive or like unusual in some way and that child their way of rebelling is by being like i'm gonna become bigoted i mean yeah. it's sort of an interesting story if only because i feel like you don't see it a lot and so that makes it memorable and i don't know it's cool it's cool that they're doing it on the show it is cool so um back to so Rogue. this this, this <laughs> monologue goes on for, this is a very long chat too because after all that after he says he needs to be cleansed you know nightcrawler is all like if you are indeed my brother then i will pray to god for your help and Graydon's just kind of like ha 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 and this is a t- fucked up line he goes Pretty words coming from a demon, yeah. which, you know, this is after Nightcrawler was, you know, spouting stuff about God. Yeah. Now, Rogue's like, Mama, how the fuck could you hand over your own son to a bunch of mutant haters? Yeah. And then Mystique in her own, like, it seems manipulative, but like, again, this is just a reminder that Mystique is such a complicated character she where is. she's like, she's like, I did it for you, darling. You always, you know that you're always going to be my favorite. Creed said that if I could get Nightcrawler, the friends of humanity would not harm our, either of us. And, and it was kind of like, like, you're lying, <laughs> which I yeah. thought was funny because I was like, yeah, Mystique does lie. Probably. <laughs> I, she is like this way. But here's the thing is that Mystique, canonically if anything were to actually happen to rogue specifically and to kurt well we see that in this episode she doesn't yeah like when when shit hits the fan mystique will step out for her kids but like in this situation she's pretending she's not going to which is pretty fucked up i mean i but that's also I like mystique, mystique as a character but like if she were a real person you wouldn't want to hang out with her because she no you did, this you is not her. jennifer lawrence mystique no, but this no, is why i hated jennifer no, no, lawrence's no, no, mystique no. where she was like so nice as mystique and i was like who what the you? fuck <laughs> yeah no this is the real mystique who at least pretends she's always out for herself on some level or will say what she needs to say to get out of a situation or whatever and so right. So Graydon Creed is like to Mystique, he's like, you were saving your own skin and nobody else's. And then he like lets a bunch of poison gas into the room, which is like, I was not expecting the X-Men to be gassed to death, but that is the next thing that it starts to Yeah, happen. I know. Just following this KKK Nazi man, yeah, he's like going to start gonna go gassing, start gassing mutants, mutants to death. So they all start coughing. So Nightcrawler teleports up there. Yeah, he teleports into the control room to fight Graydon Creed, and he's like, God, forgive me. This is also another fucked up conversation. It is. And he's he grabs Graydon Creed, and he's like, stop this. She's our mother. She gave you life. And Graydon's like, she's a mutant. She gave me misery and shame. She has to suffer all mutants must suffer and then they just start fighting greeting is really just he's, i mean he's a fucked up guy. to some degree you have to I mean, because he already knew that Sabretooth was his father so he hated mutants for that but i think this is almost like a self-hatred situation where he hates his own bloodline so much that he hates mutants like yeah I, for you know i kind of contemplated why they never did a storyline in which grading creed eventually does mutate i mean i think it's more interesting if he doesn't but though. i think it's i i agree he it's more interesting that way but like that's kind of like how i'm reading this right now where right. he's just kind of like i hate myself so much and i hate my family so much or for, he has to tell himself he's superior because like yes. otherwise his whole internal logic doesn't work i mean like that's what white supremacists have to say like they have to believe they're superior because otherwise right. They can't deal with reality and like the idea no, that they maybe can't. they, they just aren't lose superior. Their fucking mind. Yeah, it's 
it, it's it this is why that. supremacy in general is bad yeah because it's stupid and wrong i don't even know what happens here like they slam each other into the wall and i don't know if nightcrawler or grading creed is knocking the other one out or if they just both simultaneously walked Neither in the wall. happens because then in the next shot they're both fighting again so i don't i, I didn't get it <laughs> okay i'm glad that you're you were confused also because it was just a weirdly animated shot <laughs> it was weird and so then there's a quick cutaway to logan carving a hole in the wall and entering the room with jubilee and he tells jubilee to knock out the gas jets and she says consider him toast and uses her fireworks to knock him out that is such a 90s line know, consider right? them toast <laughs> oh my god well she didn't remember fireworks. used to be like toast you'd be like it's like you're toast oh my god i'm gonna start saying that again Maddie. you Thank should you. actually start saying it again you should go full jubilee it's not too late I really it's my dream to become jubilee and then i can hang out with wolverine every day <laughs> So then back in the control room, Kurt and Graydon are still fighting. Kurt keeps trying to be like, I don't want to fight you. Please talk to me. And Graydon's like, stand still, you abomination. And Kurt is like, what kind of madman are you? All these soldiers, all these weapons. And Graydon goes, we've started a war, my kind versus yours. There's just still sad lines. Up. Um, and then back down in the room, Logan is like, what's Mystique doing here? <laughs> yeah, it's funny, like, what's happening? a fair question. <laughs> <laughs> and Rogue just goes, she's Nightcrawler mother and creed's mother too and jubilee goes boy talk about your soap operas which is i laughed really funny. hard at that line honestly i was like thank god jubilee's here I, it's like if jubilee first of all she's doing shit which is great is she's great. actually fighting the other thing is that she's delivering these fantastic lines yeah. where she's like she's calling things toast she's pointing out this show has become well, I, soap if opera. Those, those lines were not there this episode <laughs> would be so dark it would be you really need jubilee and you kind of need logan to show up and be like why the fuck is any of this happening <laughs> Because that's also funny. <laughs> well, I'm surprised Logan doesn't at the end of this be like, at least they have a family, you know, like, you know? <laughs> yeah, you're right. Because like the two people saving them are these two canonical characters who don't have family at all. Yeah. This is kind of like the orphan episode or like the reject episode in a lot of ways. Well, it definitely is because the four of them and Gambit typically like so the, those four plus Gambit oftentimes in the comic books like will work together and they get along famously I've talked about yeah, this yeah, before yeah. and Storm Storm's the other one those six characters are always like they get put together well they were rejected by society or whatever in various yeah. ways and in Storm and Jubilee's case had to live on the streets and stuff so yeah, there's yeah, certainly yeah. plenty they, they can relate to right I think the reason Gambit isn't in this episode is because it would distract too much from like Rogue's sort of personal thing plus it's mostly an episode about nightcrawler and i like that that's, that's the focus true. i mean there were no, a couple points where i was like it would kind of make sense if gambit were here but then i was like actually i feel like it's more economical storytelling to just right. have these specific characters You're right. like i i feel like the cast made a lot of sense in this set anyway kurt and Graydon keep fighting um eventually nightcrawler manages to get Graydon Creed to punch a metal wall and I guess that's enough for him to bamf out of there. I don't know why. It's not like Graydon got knocked out, but Nightcrawler bamfs back down to the room below and Jubilee is like, if I were you, I'd stay away from family reunions and Logan is like, let's get out of here. Yeah, right. And Nightcrawler's like, not without my mother. But she's gone and who even knows? Which, how did that, I, I, this is like, <laughs> happens multiple times in this episode. We just have to assume she shapeshifted into like a mouse. I think she shapeshifted into like the wall 
wall behind her because she definitely just like immediately is gone and everybody's just it's like just whatever. Really interesting that nobody knows, including Logan who can smell her. I know. Well, I think Logan is like okay with her being gone because he just sarcastically goes, nothing more touching than a mother's love, which is like a well, cutting Logan remark and Mystique have Mystique. their own stupid fucked up history I liked together. It, though, so a line because it's Logan being like, that's Mystique for you. Like she's know, gonna right? bail when the going gets tough. But so then outside there's a guy in a green beret, which is the other friends of humanity, like military uniform they wear. Yeah, you were talking about that earlier. He's running down the hall past another guy to whom he asks, which way did they go? And the guy points and then the green beret guy's like, great, they went this way. Like he just immediately believes it. And then the other guy transforms into Mystique, who is like, they're rather dim for saviors of mankind and then walks in the other direction, which I really enjoyed. <laughs> just straight I enjoyed up. that line too. <laughs> yep. And uh, uh, so Logan, the friends of humanity have them all trapped. Right? Yeah, so the Friends of Humanity are trying to gun them down so they can't leave the room. Yeah. <laughs> and then Rogue, like, punches a different hole in the wall so that they can leave. <laughs> I love it. I love it, too. I mean, honestly, Rogue has become my favorite character She's on so this show. Great. So great. And so then Logan goes, if there's one thing I hate, it's walking away from a good fight. And meanwhile, Kurt also can't manage to walk away because he is still thinking about his mom. And he sees her. Rogue is like, let her go. And then Kurt is like, no, I've waited too long for this moment. And then and he bamps away and then rogue is like right. damn it and she flies off <laughs> gets shot logan picks her up and runs away they find the jeep which i guess they're gonna they got there in i don't think i don't even remember I if that was I shown know. it's or not. not like the jeep is relevant after this because at some point it blows up jubilee sees grading getting into a helicopter yeah. jubilee's just watching all of this unfold and she's like holy yeah, shit she like, has the line where she goes it doesn't look like they're gonna let us just walk away and it was like well yeah i know seriously <laughs> Uh, so Nightcrawler appears in front of Mystique, and we get this intense conversation. It's pretty much like towards the end here. Yeah. Where Mystique is just instantly screams, I didn't mean it to do anything to you. Please don't hurt me. What do you even want from me? And Nightcrawler's like, the truth. I have traveled from Germany or whatever he says to, to see you, to meet you. Yeah. Mystique is like, well, I have been many women in my time. Some rich, some poor. Rich, I find preferable. And this is when we go into like the whole origin story, mm -hmm. which we don't need to like necessarily do line for line. But basically what happens here is that Mystique reveals that Kurt's father was an Austrian count whom she was supposedly married to. Right, but she was disguising herself as like a white right. human lady. Like a beautiful yeah. rich lady. And she says that he wasn't handsome, but she liked the money. So basically she's saying she was only fucking this dude so she would have cash. Yes. <laughs> and she said everything was great until she gave birth yeah. to a mutant son. Yep. And she says uh, kind of jokingly that the neighbors weren't pleased. Yes. And that's when we see that Mystique was ashamed of what happened and she's standing above this waterfall holding Kurt as if she's going to like kill him. Kill him. So she's holding like little tiny baby Kurt over the waterfall and like. Right. It, it's basically you you imagine that she's considering killing him but we know that she doesn't because we know kurt is alive and he made it out and we never actually like see what happened here but i think we're supposed to believe i mean mystique doesn't tell him this this is just something that only we the viewer get to see and we just know in our head like wow mystique was considering killing her son and she chose not to and yeah, yeah. it's well, dark i i think you are right because if you go back to the nightcrawler episode nightcrawler talks about his origin of what he remembers right. in which he drifts down the river in a basket yeah so since we don't actually see mystique at, go through with 
drowning him, we have to assume that she put him into a basket because she didn't have the heart to, yeah, it didn't have the heart to kill him. Yeah. So, but I think we are supposed to believe in this moment that she's considering it. There's no other reason she'd be standing there. No, I know. Yeah. So then Kurt is like, that's when you abandoned me. And Mystique's like, my shameful secret was revealed. The would-be countess was a mutant. I had to start over. You were inconvenient. I suppose you hate me for that. That's a dark fucking line, too. It is too. dark, but it's you also... You were inconvenient. Yeah, he's inconvenient, but it's also, like, she considered killing him and decided not to, so it's another, like, weird mystique moment where it's, like, she could have told him that if she really wanted to hurt him, but she clearly is willing to hold something back, and there's, like, some level of shame that she still has over that moment because she doesn't yeah. tell him about it, and she's still, like was willing to save him and hope that he had a better life, which apparently she couldn't provide. But like, we know Mystique. That's probably accurate, you know? Like, Right. No, I know. That is that is right. So in a sense, she did do right by him. It's just that in her own Mystique way, she can't express that to him now and be like, I couldn't raise you. Like, I didn't have it into me to be a mom at the time. But like, yeah, later I I've decided I wanted to be a mom to Rogue, which is kind of fucked up too. I mean... But also maybe she like... I mean, she obviously adopted Rogue for her own purpose so her destiny can right. manipulate her yeah. into like this killing machine but i mean at the same time it could be mystique having been like i want to make up for what i did before right. i don't think that's actually it could be it could be both mystique is complicated in this way where she's like you could interpret i should it. make up for my past sins where like you know i i had this child and i abandoned him so i'm going to take this girl off the street and raise her but not without like making her a criminal first you know it is I mean, very I don't mystique know if she, you like, know has the ability to be a mother who does things purely out of selflessness like i don't think that mystique can do that well this is also sort of why destiny was like very helpful to her as a partner you know what i mean i, I think i think irene had more emotion because especially to mystique to like sort of deal with like mystique's shit and be like okay no this is what we should do like i don't think mystique knows how to do it i think she's afraid of being with anybody or being or like reliable. trusting anybody yeah yeah or having to rely on anyone you know yeah anyway so Nightcrawler says that, no, I am sad for you. And Mystique says, sad. You want to talk about sad? I am a shapeshifter, an outcast, even an even among mutants trusted by no one. I don't have a life of my own. I just steal, steal bits of other people's lives. That's how I survive. So there's your truth, son. I didn't want you. Still sad for me? And we get this shot of Nightcrawler where he does look like he's been incredibly hurt yeah you know he like looks away from her and then he manages to look back again then he says something about god and it's a really long line and i didn't write I down did. but i'm sure you did he says <laughs> i will beg god to restore his grace on me so that i may learn to forgive you which is i actually kind of liked it because it's basically him admitting he can't forgive her right now but he's like i'm going to hope someday i can forgive yeah, he's, you he's like I he's like i want to work right through this now. shit yeah and then mystique looks sad and then he goes I will ask him to bestow grace on you so that you may forgive yourself, which is another I love equally that line. cutting line, like in like yeah. the godly way of insulting somebody where it's like, also, you should probably get your shit together. God style. Yeah, I, I loved it. <laughs> I know. It was so good. Yeah. And Mystique looks hurt. Yeah. Meanwhile, meanwhile, like Logan, Rogue, Jubilee are still fighting the Friends of Humanity while they're having this very long, like, I know. 
historical conversation. <laughs> they're just, they're, they're just like, let's just quickly discuss your origin story. Well, yeah, there's like helicopters <laughs> blowing up and shooting people in the background. Yeah. And Rogue's like flying about. And Lo- this is when Logan's driving the car. And I don't know why he does this, but he drives the car, jumps out of the car. The car crashes and blows up, but not at anything. And he just like lands perfectly fine. And it's like, why did he do any of that? He just jumped out of the car for no fucking reason and destroyed it. I don't know, but I do know that Rogue manages to make one of the helicopters shoot the other and then a bunch of people die because of that this is not the first time that the x-men will make it so that somebody else dies but it isn't fully their fault it was like kind of a weird yeah. theme of this episode it was really weird i thought she was trying to get them to shoot the dam at first so it'd blow up on them but that's, <sighs> that's later, later. <laughs> okay but this is all weird because then grading creed screams very clever sis and i'm like okay now you're admitting that you're like siblings what Graydon like cannot keep his like fucking shit straight you know i know it's, it's like, like he he's hates like them, he's like don't also... ever call me your sibling except for when i call you my sibling it's like okay uh <laughs> so, so anyway back to mystique and nightcrawler who is like still going mystique by the way is like i almost got you killed to save my own skin why should you or your god care about me and kurt is like as for god he cares for all of us as for me you're my mother i cannot change the pain you've caused me so i'll pray for you and then mystique goes i don't deserve your and then she gets cut off she sees a helicopter she sees Great and Creed. Great and Creed starts shooting at both of them. Mystique leaps in front of the blast, gets hit, pushes Kurt out of the way, and then Mystique backs up. She's holding her arm because she's crying now with the pain and also like the emotional pain. And then she finishes her sentence, which is prayers. That's the last word. Yeah. It, which is dark. And then we she... get a little flashback to her holding Kurt over the waterfall again and crying, presumably because she's deciding she can't do it and then and also like she doesn't want to kill her son so right. what she does here is that she throws herself off the waterfall of the dam yeah. it's like this cutaway that is just beautiful it and is. i was like holy shit <laughs> and nightcrawler's like mother and Graydon's like you're next demon and then nightcrawler realizes that in order to stop any of this is like by fighting Grady, which he doesn't want to do so he does the rogue thing where he sort of tricks Grading Creed into shooting at him. So Nightcrawler blast, you know, teleports away. Mm-hmm. The dam gets blasted and floods the helicopter, instantly like drowning Grading Creed yeah. and the helicopter. But it's kind of like Grading Creed killed himself in that way. So Kurt still gets to like have his squeaky clean resume of never killing anybody. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's like, he's like, God, they didn't see that part. <laughs> anyway. So now Kurt's being flooded down the stream, being like, <laughs> "Mother!" <laughs> he's like screaming, and he's like, "I'll save you!" <laughs> a rogue just daintily picks up. She's like, "This ain't no time to play good Samaritan. You ain't saving nobody tonight, right now." Let- She's like, "We're getting you home." And Nightcar is still like, <laughs> "Rogue's just like, okay, okay." Uh, and then they're like so- at the the a bank of a pond, which I guess is or a lake wherever the dam lets out i guess and so logan is over there and there's a lot of dams that blow up on the show have you noticed yeah there's a lot of dams on this show which there are also dams in x-men and x2 like i was just gonna say that it's like what is with the dams in the x-men in in x-men evolution there's like this whole scene with juggernaut versus a dam it's like this whole thing i don't know i don't know love dams it's because they're eternally (laughs) damned by god who has the power of the dam nobody all right (laughs) anyway jubilee walks up to logan and she's like now they arrest those guys, not for attacking mutants, but for blowing up a dam. What about Mystique? You find anything? I thought that line was interesting, by the way, that the Friends of Humanity didn't get arrested until they blew up the dam. Like, yeah, yeah that is way too that, close that, to reality. That che- I was going to say, that checks out to real life. Yeah. And Logan's just kind of like, who fucking knows what happened here? Just more questions. Yeah. And then it pans over to Rogue and Nightcrawler mm-hmm. and like, you know, they have their little 
conversation there yeah where kurt is like why'd she sacrifice herself to me and rogue is like i don't know you shouldn't be so hard on yourself preacher and then there's like an unintentionally funny shot where just mystique pops out of the water in the foreground like directly behind them like this is crazy because <laughs> they don't hear her getting out of the water and, and also like, logan doesn't smell her i know she just stands there you know it's so funny and then rogue is like this faith of yours has an effect on folks maybe you got through to her and then mystique just starts crying in the background and no one hears it and kurt is like no. god only knows I, but i do like that shot of mystique feeling remorse for yeah. what she has to do and like she's leaving her all her children here but like that's all because of her children are right here right now and she, she still has to walk away have to walk away but it's mystique so she does have to walk away because she's a lone wolf and she's like i can't be with them but also like you probably could i mean professor x forgives everybody so like whatever but well as long as you let him fuck around your mind yeah, for a little Mystique bit then he'll let you do, do whatever <laughs> so I know. that would never work uh, out so then jubilee's like so uh what happened to great and creed and logan's like what, what didn't? didn't happen yeah. and they just assume he's dead because they see the demolished helicopter but, but instead this far more fucked up scene happens it's just like just to add on to this to make this situation even darker than it was before Graydon so wakes up on a helicopter with the friends of humanity he's tied up by the way like he wakes up hog tied on the floor of this helicopter right he's got a parachute pack attached to his bag yep. and they're like you know what you can't clean up your shit and we're done with you so we're gonna send you back to clean up the thing that you were supposed to clean up in the first place and they just kick him off the plane yep the parachute i don't know how the parachute works it I just mean, like undoes it itself lets itself out and he he manages oh, right. to crash land in front of a cabin there's someone standing in the doorway as soon as i saw that i was like gotta be saber tooth it is yep. and the saber tooth comes out of the shadows and he's like if it ain't my son the famous slayer of mutants and then he picks him up by the collar and graden's like you don't understand no and saber tooth goes i know what do you say boy come to papa which is like and it's like geez. so sexual i was like is there a situation in which saber tooth doesn't fuck somebody he's related to no like apparently just out of not. curiosity Sabretooth. also i find it interesting that the friends of humanity keep tabs onto like where saber tooth even is yeah. and they're like, and they, like instead of killing him we're just gonna like this to like have wait. him fall right in front of the cabin wait so is this is this like the like return of the jedi where like instead of the <laughs> the offense of humanity kicking you know the people to job of the huts like what is that monster called down there that job of the huts like we're gonna watch it kill you they're like we're gonna throw it down to this like monster it's a mutant it's like it's like equivalent to that yeah you know it's basically like that and it's which like, is its own we're dark not shit. gonna watch you get killed we're just gonna k- throw you down into saber cabin but also like he probably does die here we don't get to see it but or he gets fucked by saber because that kind of was and the vibe i was getting it was really like, a weird i don't know how to interpret this scene i whoever knows how to interpret anything that Sabretooth is doing it's just like it's, it's crazy it is crazy also like wasn't Sabretooth's backstory like when he was in that episode where he was having all the flashbacks didn't Sabretooth get abused as a kid too isn't that yeah. his whole I mean, deal that's probably what he's gonna do here so, you like, know it's, it's basically like a cycle of abuse thing here where it's like Sabretooth was abused for being a mutant so now he like gets to finally get back at his son who's also like killing mutants I mean 
I mean, honestly, okay, thank God Rogue and Nightcrawler <laughs> made it to get out of that right? family. Right? <laughs> Poor Rogue, though. She went from one bad family to a different, morally complicated family. Like, Rogue. And then went to an even more morally complicated family Ugh. until Xavier left. You know, yeah. I mean, Rogue, really, though. Rogue has had a tough time when it comes to families. But yeah. I know. At least Nightcrawler kind of figured out his shit, like, psychologically by finding faith. I mean, I mean that's you would one argue, way to do it. If, if you've read the comic books, you would argue that he really hasn't. But, like, <laughs> He's like, he's far more cheerful about it. So. Yeah, that's fair. Anyway, um, what do we want to rate the episode? I am giving this like a six out of five X's. <laughs> I'll give it a five. I really, enjo- I really okay, this is a good episode. There's a lot of reasons for why I enjoyed it, but like, I really loved this episode when I was a kid and when they had taped it onto a VHS, I think I might've had one of like the official VHSs too with it on there. I could be wrong. It's a good one. And yeah, I, I watched a lot in my early teens, too. And then it's been clearly been like 15 years or 20 years since then. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really haven't watched it since. then. so this is my first time returning to it with a critical lens. And not only is it a good episode that stands up, but I think the level of writing and politics are so good. And they do it in, in such a way that it's believable. They write the characters in character. They tell a story that's very complex and complicated. And they make it easy to follow. There's a lot to pack out of, like, unpack here, you know, more so than later episodes of X-Men Evolution. Yeah, but I followed it. There was never a point where I was confused, other than, like, a couple fight scenes that they had to animate really quickly. There were some moments where I was like, I'm not sure what happened there. But, like, the dialogue flows really well. I mean, I I don't know. I was really impressed by it, and I was pretty moved by it, honestly. I I liked the mystique flashback. I thought it was was very emotional. I just liked it. I liked the episode a lot. It's another good I one. I do. I liked everything with Mystique and her moral grayness and her remorse, but also like Mystique being Mystique right, and being and like, I am a lone wolf. I yeah. cannot. Yeah. Like, you know, I, you know, but to even be like, I need to kill this baby who's going to ruin my life. But at the same time, can't I can't kill it. this baby, you know, like yeah. I, you know, but also doing her weird manipulative bullshit where she's like, oh, Rogue, you are my I was favorite. doing this to save you and me. Yeah, and like Grayson right Grayson in front in of Nightcrawler. Like, uh, no, you weren't. You were trying to save yourself again. And Masika's like, shit, they know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's just really good. And I like we talked about this already, but in terms of the dynamic of characters they chose to pick was really smart because it was obviously Rogue had to be there because Rogue is one of the members of family the family members. yeah but to have logan and rogue i mean logan and jubilee go along with them who are kind of like this family-less outcast these two characters that don't have a family yeah except for the x-men you know to have them be the ones that are supportive of them and to be there for each other i think was really strong and a good choice and i would have loved to see maybe gambit and storm get in on that because those characters together all six of them work really well but in terms of telling this story, it, it really worked. Yeah. And it, we could see some fucked up shit. Like all the stuff with the Friends of Humanity is really fucking dark. It is. And like, they live to fight another day. Like the, the episode ends with the Friends of Humanity just continuing along. Like, Which is unfortunately a, like a real politic. It is. You know? I mean, it is real. Like, sure, they some of them got arrested, but not the ones in the helicopter who dropped Graydon Creed off on Sabretooth's doorstep. Like those guys yeah, that was are just like their own fine. fucked up like torture situation. Yeah. I, I don't know. I thought it was very good. I felt it really well written. And um, props to the writer, Len Yuli, yeah. because really fantastic. And even the animation in this yeah, was so was really good. good. Like, really cool. So definitely don't skip this one. And I, I think it's actually very important for you not to skip it if you're learning the X-Men now. You know, a couple of your mutual friends didn't know that Rogue and Nightcrawler were siblings when we were explaining stuff yeah, about the movies. Why hasn't like, Wait, everybody what? watched all of X on the animated series? <laughs> I mean, this is not exactly how it goes down in the comic books, but this is a really good interpretation of it, and it will help explain 
how they are related and how fucked up it all is. Yeah, so. definitely. Do we have a Who's That X-Men this week or do we not? We have one more Who's That X-Men for the rest of the series. Wow. So, no. Okay. Yeah, I guess we should say that on here. The I think the only other one I have left written down is Cannonball. But the rest of them are all characters that we've introduced and X-Men Evolution, I think in the first season, there's three spotlights in the first season and then a couple or like three more in the second. We cleared all like most of the main X-Men at this point. So so a fan let us know recently that we actually haven't gotten around to doing Cyclops yet, which is definitely an oversight. And we haven't done Emma Frost yet. And honestly, I'm sure there are others that we're forgetting. So this probably isn't the last you've seen of Who's That X-Men. Wow, that's pretty cool. I mean, I guess people can go listen to episodes past if they want to find the Mystique Spotlight and the Graydon Creed Spotlight, the Nightcrawler Spotlight. Yeah. We've done them. We've done them. And also, yeah. why haven't you They've listened to all. every single episode of the show? Because it's so brilliant and so good. Thank you. I th- uh, thank you. It's all me. Uh, well, yeah, it's all Ryan. I don't really do anything. <laughs> Maddie does sit here and edit it like endlessly. <laughs> well, I definitely don't talk. <laughs> Whose idea was it to even do the show? I don't remember. We it had a different mine. show that became this show. Was it yours? I don't know whose idea it was to do Insomnia. Or did we in just like scream it simultaneously? Because that happens a lot. I, I actually don't know whose idea it was. It was kind of both of our idea. Don't worry about it. Let's pull up the aim chat from 2003. Okay, no, okay. but first let's do who's gay. Because that's the next okay. segment of this show. The Okay, so uh, clearly Wolverine and Nightcrawler. Oh my god. Uh, like they are straight up like in a relationship. Well, it's like it's more like one of his side pieces. Yes. Like I feel like, like, like him and Beast like, are still dating. Around. Beast is out with yeah. his other side piece, the blind girl, because it's Halloween or whatever, and so then Logan gets to yeah. hang out with Nightcrawler. Everybody's poly on this show, so it's completely fine. Nobody has a problem with anything that's happening. I mean, it works for the X-Men. Yeah, and so Logan clearly is just like, oh, it's it's one of my boyfriends, and he's here, and he needs help, and I'm going to be there for him, and it's cute. I thought it was really adorable, and like it helps underpin what is otherwise a very dark episode to like have Logan and Nightcrawler be making out every other scene. It just helps it. It oh, helps it along. Yes, I, I agree. And um, I don't think actually Sabretooth's theme was being gay. No, and also, I don't want to like go down that route. I would rather just enjoy <laughs> Nightcrawler and Logan Saber being gay. Sabretooth beating the crap out of his own kid because his kid is a bigot is already depressing yeah, I don't, enough you don't on need its any own. more of that. Uh, yeah. Let's go back to Nightcrawler and Logan. Um, <laughs> Nightcrawler what was and Logan that, what was that, They, they had that scene where they were like, it, what, the whole thing where Nightcrawler admits to Jubilee, it's like, well, we had a really we had special a really special connection. close connection. And it was all about yeah, God like, and uh, also like this lubricant that I developed in the monastery. I was going to say, <laughs> this this connection of being Logan's dick going inside of you. <laughs> yeah. Although, I don't you know. know what's really funny is like, I, think, Nightcrawler... I always think of Logan as like being the one that's the yeah, sub. Yeah, that was what I was literally just saying. I was like, it would be more interesting if Nightcrawler was the top in that situation. He's more confident he than he is. He would have to be. I was going to say, yeah, Nightcrawler's way more confident. Yeah, and Logan is the one who needs to be like guided by Nightcrawler who like has the priest garb on for this, I guess. I don't know. Go with it. Oh, well, that, this is like <laughs> porn at this point where it's straight up, it's like the priest who's also a demon is going to, or like the priest is a demon. 
team and turns out he's gonna fuck you logan look it's like oh no you know <laughs> yeah and nightcrawler's just like wow logan has some messed up fantasies but i love him i don't know i guess we're just gonna go and i'm gonna do the <laughs> demon thing that? again <laughs> would be funny if logan was narrating that during sex it's like they're going to have sex that Logan's like Suddenly, the priest turns out to be a demon or possessed by a demon, and Fee must fuck me. And Nightcrawler's like, "Are we role playing?" If it was comic book Nightcrawler, I could see that because Nightcrawler's all like, "Oh yeah, I'll play the part," you know. Like, yeah, I feel like even this Nightcrawler is like that too, though. Like, can we just assume that Nightcrawler, as a performer, has done porn? I mean, why not? I, you know, you especially know? like in his past, before the whole monastery situation, when he was like out there having fun, living life. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, seriously, I'm sure. I- I'm know. sure, he, did. That is I'm my sure he at least made some like sexy vlogs. It's like himself jerking himself off with his tail or something. <laughs> okay. And he's got the cross and he like sticks it in his butt. It's like that level of weird porn. Yeah, that's that. I guess that's the kind of stuff he could do after deciding he's super Catholic or whatever. Oh, yeah, that's right. We're, I'm like going backwards in time. Well, anyway, Nightcrawler's gay. Okay. <laughs> and I hope he sends you his porn because it sounds like you want that. Um, if it's Warcraft Valley, yeah. That's. That's who's gay. I guess that's that segment, which means it's time for the plug section. It is um, the the, cool. the Nightcrawler themed butt plug. Yeah, it's blue, which is his own tail and a cross, and that's how that <laughs> is. Uh, and on that note, follow us on our social media. <laughs> So we have just about every social media. We've got Twitter, Pinterest, Tumblr, Instagram, Facebook. I think that's all of them. And we're the mutant ages on all of those things. So you can follow us on any or all of your social medias of choice. We're also individually on most of those social medias. I'm at Minnie Myers on Twitter and everywhere else. I am at Ryan Pagella on Twitter and at Ryan.Pagella on Instagram. And there's plenty of other places you need to follow us. Actually, hold on, Maddie. (laughs) <laughs> i have to do the thing where i no remember i created a list so i wouldn't forget shit oh my god i didn't actually remember that no i just wrote right out okay so uh okay we did social links okay. um okay so also you can follow uh, sorry we already did that part so <laughs> also you can contact us on email and we'll read your reader mails but not on the episodes we're going to start doing mailer bag episodes probably once a month mm-hmm. so send them in over at the mutantages.com and we will read them and we will respond yes, to them on will. the show don't worry right you can also leave us a voicemail if you want to call us on the telephone and for some reason, I didn't put that into the fucking document. Oh my god, I'll uh, look The it phone up. number is one five zero eight three one nine one six six eight. Or alternatively, if you want to send us actual physical mail, whether it be like an X Men themed whatever or just a letter. I mean, I know nobody really wants to be touching things right now because of the COVID-19, but you can still send us a letter in the mail and I will dice it with Lysol before I open it. Don't worry. And you can send that over to our P.O. Box, which is P.O. Box 3344 in Natick, Massachusetts, 01760. Damn straight. Right. And you can find all this information at themutantages.com over there on the side, along with the link to our Discord if you would like to chat with us or any of our lovely x-fans because the discord is so fun these days and there's all kinds of cool mutant ages and x-men fans in there for you to hang out with join it so we should also talk about the patreon that we have in case people yes big important are financially Speaking of capable. T- weird times affected by covid19 yeah very patreon. much so so the patreon is at patreon.com slash the mutant ages and you can support us only if you can afford to if you can afford to we appreciate you so so much and people have really been stepping up during 
COVID and supporting us. And it's part of why we're going yeah, thank weekly. thank you so much. It's part of why we're trying to do more Patreon-only content to give something back to the people who are giving something to us. And that's something really neat. So you, you should follow it. You should check out the tiers. You should get those bonus episodes of the show and all the other cool shit. Uh, it's very helpful right now during the COVID-19 to say thank you to everybody who is signing up and doing that, especially our top tier Patreon supporters, which right now they get a you get a shout out on the show mm-hmm. if you support us at the $25 tier. And we have Soren B, Samuel B, and ENC. Thank you so much Yay. because that is a huge help for us right now in so many ways. You have no idea like how much it's helping us out, especially when we're sitting here being like, how are we going to create more content? Mm-hmm. And I'm like looking at books and stuff that we can order off of ebay and maybe do readings of and i'm like oh that means we need to order the books like so you know like you know it's it's just it's a crazy time i mean thank you so much it's so great it's so great to have that support and you know right where would we do all of this extra content ryan if not on the podcast we do it over on youtube at the mutant ages we have a there's all sorts of fun stuff we do yeah we do let's plays of video games we just recently completed a let's play of ravages of the apocalypse which is a x-men themed quake conversion game we interviewed one of the designers of the game on this podcast you probably remember that maybe you want to watch the entire let's play of us goofing off and imitating mr sinister in the game i bet you do (laughs) i bet you want to check that shit out and we have a bunch of other stuff on there like us dresses the x-men and doing skits and like edited together versions of the cartoon with this show and like all of it is great it's a great youtube channel and if you like this show you can even see us reacting to our our x-men parody when we were kids we made we filmed this when we were uh, in high school it's worth watching it's funny cool maddie was just re-watching it the other day and it made her happy too so you should watch it and then tweet at her and me about yeah, it yeah you should because anytime somebody watches it we become more powerful um that's true okay. that's it oh no, wait no it's not. D- please no it's not i always forget this is like such an important piece that i always forget but please leave us a review please. if you can on whatever podcast listening app you use also please leave us a star rating if you can't leave a review because it helps increase our invisibility our visibility not our invisibility. Our invisibility um oh my god all right yes maddie what were you saying um, i was gonna say that leaving a review or recommending the show to your friends is a really cool thing that you can do if you can't afford yes. to support the show on patreon so if you listen to these plugs every week and you're like oh man i wish i could afford to support maddie and ryan i feel so guilty i can't afford it stop feeling guilty just share the show with your friends and give us a rating and a review that is excellent that's amazing that's wonderful you're more powerful than ever and don't worry about it that is your mutant power yeah your mutant power is still supporting us in the only way that you can and we appreciate you yes we do okay i think that's everything I think it is. That's a lot of plugs. But also, thank you for listening. And thank you for supporting us and making this a weekly show while we try and figure out our new format. Because we're clearly struggling with that. So we're figuring it out. (laughs) It's too long and we can't stop talking. We're we're trying. We're trying. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, please enjoy. We'll see you next time. Wait, should we announce the episode we're watching next? What is the next episode? Is that the one with Storm being like in space? It's ye well, it's called Stormfront and it's the first of a two parter, yes. so I'm gonna guess that it is Storm in Space. That sounds okay. great. Yeah. Okay. It's been a while so since. So that we is saw the next Storm. episode we are watching. Great. Can't wait. Um we'll see you X time. See you next time. X time. <laughs> I said the wrong word. Bye. <laughs> the